Welcome to a uh, special edition of the Minnesota Beer Cast. This is not going to be your, your typical show. We wanted to uh, put something together this weekend uh, after the uh, the really sad news that the Minnesota beer community learned about on Friday with the passing of a, a great friend to uh, to all of the Minnesota beer community, uh, Hans Lofgren. Uh, we found out on Friday that he had uh, he had passed away. So we wanted to invite uh, some friends of the show in, some friends of Hans in, to sort of just give him an opportunity to reflect, share some memories, share some thoughts. We're joined by a friend of the show, Dan Parker, uh, Nathan Gunter, and Joe Falkowski. How guys? How you doing? Doing all right. Thank you guys for uh, for coming in uh, on this on this short notice. Uh, later on on this episode, uh, Schmitty. Uh, had recorded an interview with uh, another friend of the show, Mark Opdahl, from uh, from Chop Liver Productions, and uh, we'll play that a little bit later. And then we're going to play the uh, the last time Hans was on the show a, uh, from the Minnesota State Fair a couple years ago. He came out to the booth, and uh, we had a chance to chat with him. So you'll hear all of that on this edition. But uh, we'll start with we've got we've got uh, Dan and Nathan and Joe in studio. Dan, uh, we'll start with you. Thanks for uh, thanks for rounding this up and, and helping us put this together. Uh, we found out on Friday that uh, that Hans had passed away. Uh, your thoughts? What did what was your relationship with Hans? Um, I, I think my relationship with Hans is is probably going to be echoed by a lot of people. That um, you know, we all have our professional relationships with him, but it always went farther than that. Um, I don't think anybody that really met the guy ever felt like he was um, anything less than uh, a really good friend. Um, he's been my my personal mentor. And, in uh, in work and in the beer community and, and in life and um, but uh, but more than that he and his family uh, are are some of our our best friends. Yeah, I uh, unfortunately I I did not know Hans nearly as well as as everyone else. I just kind of knew him through the show. Uh, always, you know, really enjoyed any interaction I had with him. Just uh, was a was a really wonderful guy. Nathan, I know you you and Hans have gone way back uh and and he was a a friend and a mentor to you as well uh yeah he does <clears throat> hans and i uh we haven't gone as far back as some of the other people out there um but it's been a huge inspiration having him in my life and as well as dan and i know with joe you know he's been a huge mentor for me and you know in my beer life if you will what kind of uh i mean when you talk about hans as a mentor can you can you talk about some of the some of the things that that he he taught you or or that you learned through your relationship with him um a lot of it was relationship relationship building stuff um you know you would talk him and i would talk a lot of business um on the like that aspect of things uh a lot of sales stuff, getting to know people, like understanding people, um, just generally being, you know, a good person out there will really help you build relationships. Um, you know, if I fell down, you know, he always reached out to, you know, pick me back up again. He was uh, almost hard to work with sometimes in the fact that anywhere, <laughs> anywhere you go, any anywhere you go, I'm not just talking in the Twin Cities. I mean, I traveled many different states with this guy and everywhere you go, uh, people come running up, Hansi, Hansi, and, <laughs> and you kind of just become background at that point. You know, and it, it's everybody knew him everywhere. Everybody loved him, and and uh, um, so that just kind of goes to what Nathan was talking about with you know the relationship stuff. It, it there's never been a better example of of a person who 
knew everyone. Everyone knew him. Everyone liked him because of what he offered to them. Um, uh, on, and yeah, it's uh, the mentorship thing. Just just goes way beyond um, business. It, it just he showed you how to how to really live honestly and, and treat people. He, um, our kids went to school together too, which was, which was pretty crazy. Um, so we got to know him and Monica real well. Um, I, we always joked that, you know, the small little, um, elementary school in St. Paul <laughs> was the beer, there was the beer school. Cause it was like, you know, there's, <laughs> we had, we had a couple, like one of our brewers kids goes there or, or he's got three kids there. Hans has two. I, I had two until we moved. Um, and then we had a former brewer of ours, his kid goes there. And then, uh, Josh from Indeed, his kid goes there. And it's like, and so we had this nice little like, um, school community thing that, um, we were always at all the, like the, uh, festival things and, um, like the, the fall festivals or the family reading night and all, like all of that stuff. I'd see him at everything and he would, you know, he would call, uh, he'd, you know, call or text me, like, Hey, you're going to the family reading night tonight. I'm like, well, yeah, of course I'm going to be He's like, okay, well you want to, you want to stop and get a beer beforehand? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it was always, it was always, it was, there was always time for us to grab a beer somewhere. He never, you know, and the amazing thing is, is he he was like a magician with his time. Like he never ever put work second like you know monica and the kids were that was number one to him you know he would i'm like hey can you come do this thing he's like no i can't soren's got a a lacrosse game i got it you know i gotta go do that i got you know i got this i got that you know i can't make it but you know what i'll call you right afterwards and you know every time like clockwork he would call you and say where you at i'll meet you and and he'd come out and he'd do that thing where you're ready to go and he's like ah BS, you got you got time for one more. I, hey, you got one Johnny, more, yeah. give me get, set us up. I got it. <laughs> Two more farm girls. <laughs> Joe, how did you uh, how did you meet him, and and, um, and how did your relationship with him uh, develop and evolve? So I started. Um, I he he worked a long time at um, Eastside Beverage, JJ Taylor, um, and I had started there about six months or so after he um, uh, he left. And I, he, he took, he was like on a hiatus and wasn't really selling anything. And then eventually he um, signed on with Red Hook and I was still merchandising, which is, you know, like that's the, <laughs> the lowest on the totem pole, you know, in the sales division or whatever. But um, I was actually uh, bounced around downtown St. Paul and I called my mom up to go have lunch. Um, and we were sitting at McGovern's and this louder than life, you are larger than life, loud character walks in and he grabs the table between the two uh, i don't know if you have how often you go to mcgovern's but they got that table that's right between the two bathroom doors <laughs> and he just come they took it over and i was I, you know i'm sitting at the bar with my mom and i'm like that must be this hans guy that i keep hearing all this stuff about you know and and he, he was like a thing of lore you know um at jj and you know everybody would talk about him and um they were like this Oh, you, you should meet Hansi. You'll meet when once you meet Hans, this and that, and you know, it was I was like, okay, all right. So, um, eventually, I you know, I went over to him and I just kind of was like, hey, are you are you Hans Lofgren? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, hi, my name's Joe Falkowski, and I um I just started at JJ Taylor, and you know, I work with a lot of the people you worked with for a long time, and every single person says really great things about you. So I felt like I really needed to meet you, 
And he was like, oh, come here. And, you know, like shook my hand and, you know, we sat and had a beer. And then he gave my mom a big hug. <laughs> I'm like, this is my mom. And, you know, you know, damn, it's like two weeks later, my mom texts me. She's like, hey, you remember that Hans guy? I ran into him at O'Gara's. He was buying me and my friends drinks all night. And I was just like, okay. Um, and f- since, I mean, honestly, it was like since then, you know, he, he was such a good dude. Like he was the guy that you were already in a good spot with him. You had to lose that. Like you started at the top with him. Everybody did, you know, and then you, as <laughs> he's, you know, you, you would, you would chop those things off and, you know, you would go down the totem pole if, if you, if you mess with him or, you know, you, you kind of, you know, uh, lost that trust. Dan, how did you, uh, how did you meet Hans? Um, it's a really good question. I mean, uh, he, as we keep saying, he's, he's just everywhere in, in the community and, and, uh, um, I can't even remember the first time I met him. It, uh, it was like probably at Liftbridge. I mean, it was kind of, <laughs> I would say it's his second home, but he probably spent more time there than he did at his actual home. But, uh, <laughs> That or, you know, I mean, that when I was working at Stouts, uh, that's kind of when I got to got to really know him. And um, and as I uh, started to look at the, uh, making the move from the restaurant world to the beer community, I uh, I talked to Hans and, and uh, I had actually had some offers from other distributors. But because of the, the quality of who he was and, you know, the way he had always treated me, I really wanted to work with him. So, um I, I kind of just mentioned to him, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about maybe getting into the beer industry. And he just lit up and he's like, oh my God, I got this amazing idea for you. Uh, you're you're going to be perfect for it. Like I, that guy believed in me and and probably everybody at this table more than anybody else ever has. Um, <laughs> he tried to he tried to steal me from J.J. Taylor for about four years. <laughs> he recruited me pretty hard. And uh, every brewery opening that came up, I'm like, well, I don't, you know, send him my way. I guess I'll talk to whoever. And, you know, nothing really... <laughs> Nothing really was intriguing, and then uh, and actually, the ironic thing is, he never even called me about the Liftbridge thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you though, I was I was with him in Fort Collins. Um, we were sitting at the patio at Odell uh, when they made the decisions on who they were going to hire, and and uh, um, Trevor had called me, and then I went over to Hans. I'm like, did you hear the news? And he's like, he was just, I mean, lit off. He was so excited that uh, that we finally had Joe on our side, and, <laughs> and uh, we we of course we had a beer to to celebrate, and, and then we had a couple more, but uh, just a couple. Well, I mean, that that was just the mid afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, it's funny. You, t- you talk like Nathan. I've seen you. You've seen it plenty of times. We were talking about that. Like when you sit and drink with the dude, he'd he'd have half a beer left, and you're ready to order another one. He'd be like, oh, hold on. And he just chugged the whole rest of his beer. <laughs> uh, make it, make it two. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's like I said, I, I didn't have the opportunity to to get to know him as well as as well as you guys and as well as the rest of the beer community. And uh, but I, I never heard you know any any ill any ill word about him, and and just loved uh, loved having him around, loved having him on the show. Just as his personality and his charisma was just infectious. You know, he he was one of those guys that that absolutely took over a room. And I think that's you know that's emblematic of of something that I really appreciate about the Minnesota beer community as a whole. It really is filled with the, with a lot of, of really wonderful people. Yeah, the only time you ever got mad at him 
or like cursed his name was when he would take business from me. <laughs> and then, sure and, happened a lot. And then, you know, and, and it was great because you'd be like, ah, God damn him. Like, you know, God, jerk, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the accounts are like, you don't really mean that. And you're like, you're right. I don't. I would, if he, if he was here right now, I'd have a beer with him and I'd tell him that I, like, I hate the fact that he took this line or whatever, this tap line or got this, you know, beer of the month feature or whatever. <laughs> Uh, so, he, he did leave behind uh, a wife and 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 two daughters, uh, sad, was, sadly. And go ahead, one son, one daughter. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, one son, one daughter. Um, and I know uh, that there's been a lot of movement around in the beer community to uh, to do something for for the family. Nathan, uh, you you shared something uh, a little bit earlier of how people can help out if they uh, if they want to. Uh yeah, I was just sharing what all four of us in this room are sharing. Um, so, uh, food truck is doing a uh, benefit for uh, for Monica and for Hans. Uh, Hundos for Hans is what it's going down. It's uh, November 4th all day. You go in there and drop 100 bucks in the bowl for Hans. Um, so that way uh, to help benefit Monica. Where is that at? It's, uh, the truck park. Yeah, the truck park. The yep, new truck, West 7th. Yep, down on West 7th right yep. by the, the New Bohemia in, in St. Paul. Yeah. And we all just found out about this. Like, it went, as we were sitting down here, <laughs> my wife shared it and then Vanessa, <laughs> and that's and that's not going to be the last, the only no. thing. I mean, there, there's, I I can guarantee, um, I, we're just gonna we're gonna see so many more of these. Um, there's just, there's just very few people that affected that many people out there, especially when you're talking, you know, industry. Um, everybody wants to do something to help those guys out because everybody loves those kids. They were, he he, uh, Joe alluded to it earlier. He, he didn't separate. Um, like his kids were always there. They knew everybody too. Um, he always had it over at his house to for a bonfire after the fair and whatever. But uh, but yeah, it, there there'll be a lot more than that um, for anyone that wants to help out. And uh, you know, if if you're listening and and you want to help out, or if you know of something that is that is being done, uh, please uh, uh, hit us up through the uh, through the Minnesota Beercast Facebook page or email or Twitter. You can get all that information on on the website minnesotabeercast.com. Let us know, and we will make sure to help spread the word uh, on our end as well. Yeah, I can't. I'm I'm, I'm going to be pissed because he, you know. These are going to be some sweet parties, and yeah. and, and he's not going to be there. He'll be there in spirit, you know that. He'll be the he'll be the first guy there, <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, and to the leave. last one to leave. And he's still more sober than you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, if you want to share any more stories, uh, you know, feel free. the 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 forum, the floor is yours. I really appreciate you uh, you coming in and taking some time out of your Sunday to uh, to help share the you know to share your reflections on what he means to you and what he means to the uh, Minnesota beer community. Yeah, he you know I mean I just what what he's done and like in his entire body of work for his entire career is like I mean second to none really. Yeah. I mean I <laughs> I had people this morning you know guys that. There's no way, you know, playing hockey this morning, I had a bunch of guys on my, like, hey, who is that guy you shared the picture of? Like, I had a bunch of friends sharing pictures saying, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And they were like, I don't know who that dude is, but I feel like I should because, like, I had a bunch of friends posting about it. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, he there's, I, there's probably nobody in the, you know, in the bar and restaurant community that he didn't touch at some level. You know, I mean, he just. Yeah, I mean. I, I don't know how they're going to even hold the state fair or St. Patrick's Day going right. forward. I mean, he was the the unofficial mayor of, of both those things in St. Paul. 
Yeah, the, 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 for me personally, anybody you know, anybody that knows me, you know, knows how much I love the fair, and he was he was my my you know my state fair <laughs> bestie. We were, we were I was his wingman, he was mine, and I mean, we just it's like every day, like he's texting me, "What time are you getting down there today?" I'm like, oh, "I got some stuff to do." Two o'clock. He's like, "All right, I'll meet you there." <laughs> And we just we hold court at the ballpark and then make our rounds through, you know, through wherever. He's like, well, we got to go see this guy, and you know, and stop halfway, like half a dozen times between, you know, between the bars because there's somebody that's like, Hans, hey, what'd you do to your foot? Like this last year, he was yeah. on his cart. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. He's scooting, scooting around the fair with I've, his foot. I, I, yeah, just like you, I've probably spent in the last four years a good 40-some days out at the fair with him and... Um, and, uh, my first year I made the mistake of trying to keep up with him, uh, but, but after like your seventh mini donut beer in an hour and he's like, he's just going for it. I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling really sick right now, but I'm trying so hard to keep up with this guy. But and then he's like, well, let's go see Dick. Let's go see. And, and you know, oh, we got to have a beer here. Oh, yeah. and we're like, you're walking by a place and like, Hey, yeah, they got, let's go. Let's run in here quick and grab a farm girl. Let's run yeah. in here quick. And yeah. <laughs> you ever eaten this? It's, this is the best. I love this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, one of my favorite things about the Hanzi world out there is new people who meet him don't know who he is, but anytime you go and start to talk about him, uh, they go, oh, who's that? Oh, yeah, the guy with all the rings? And then they instantly do an impersonation of his voice. <laughs> no, I like, yeah, that, that's Hans. Every time I run into somebody who like is like, who was that guy? You know, the guy with the rings. Yeah, I remember all the rings. And, yeah, the gravelly voice. And, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> you know, that's how we have conversations at the brewery. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I talked to Hans, and they're like, well, what did he say? Whoa, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you can't you can't say anything that Hans said without impersonating his voice. No. Um. <laughs> we uh. We've been making the rounds the last couple of days to hit the old haunts, and it's you know it's it really it really is like there's a, there's a piece of St. Paul. I mean that guy, St. Paul meant so much to that dude, you know, and as like as a St. Paulite, yeah, St. Paulian. Uh, well, okay, all right, I moved to Roseville, so <laughs> which he was mad at me about. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, like I said, he his. His work went way farther than just the beer community. The, the amount of work that he did with, uh, like, the St. Paul Police Federation and um, Wishes and More Charity. And, and just, I mean, he was always available to help anybody out. You know, you'd, you'd get these requests from people for benefits. And you'd see him at the warehouse loading up in the back of his truck with cases of beer for him. And, and uh, so it's it's way beyond the beer community for sure. I mean, there there was many people that, that wanted him to run for, for mayor of St. Paul. Um, he kind of... He kind of was. Yeah, I think <laughs> he I kind think of already was the mayor. I think that's why he d he didn't want to run for mayor. He was already the king. I mean, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was. That was. Um, I mean, like you're saying, like you know, anytime we needed something around the house, or if he needed, if he ever needed, asked me to go do something, you know, it was it was nice because we were only a few blocks away. But they were. I mean, he didn't like slightly get involved in the things. He was like all in for everything that he signed up for. You know, like. And even if the stuff he didn't sign up for, he's like, oh, well, you know, get it out of my way. Here, let me show you how it's, you know, like, this is how you run a benefit. Uh, you know, you call this guy, you call that guy. I mean, 
That's the other thing. He's he always had a guy for things. Oh my god! <laughs> and it was always a good one. Like every we do all know those people that have a guy, and then they, like they do work for you, and they're terrible. All of his were great. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> like he would never steer you wrong. Yeah, he's uh, he uh, he was so involved in everybody's life. Like you didn't even have to ask stuff of him often. You know, like he would just call me and say, "Hey, I saw you're going out of town. You need to ride to the airport." I mean, and it's just the, the strangest stuff. Like I. I I wouldn't even think to have asked him, but he he'd just reach out and, and offer himself. He was that he was that friend you always wish you could be. God, yeah. Well, thanks a lot, guys. I, uh, again, uh, thanks for thanks for taking some time out of your Sunday and and uh, and sharing your thoughts and and your memories and your reflections of uh, of a truly great guy and uh, someone who will deeply uh, be missed, dearly missed uh, in in the world of in the Minnesota beer community and and beyond that as well. Yeah, um, just real quick, I think that um, we, we, any of us, uh, our Facebooks and stuff are, are all littered with it, but uh, I don't know if it's ironic or appropriate, but uh, his very last Facebook post was a picture of a, a little sign that he found, um, and it said, make the world a bit better or more beautiful because you have lived in it. And and he did. Absolutely. And again, if uh, if, if you want to share any uh, any efforts that are being done to, to help out the family, uh, feel free to hit us up at the Minnesota Beer Cast, and we will uh, use our social media and our show to help spread the word as well. Uh, we're going to go to uh, an interview that uh, Schmitty recorded with, uh, as mentioned earlier, a friend of the show, Mark Opdahl from Chopped Liver Productions, and then we're going to replay the, uh, the last time that, that uh, Hansi was on the show. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Welcome to the Minnesota Beercast, kind of a uh, special episode. Uh, I'm not really quite sure where to begin. Uh, that friend of the show, Mark Ockdahl, on the line from JBF, uh, when I told Mark I was going to do a, a little special something tonight, Mark said, hey, I'm calling in. I'm in Colorado, but I want to I wanna call in and, and talk about what's what's on my mind and, and on my chest and um got some i guess it's a terrible news to share if you've been around the, the beer industry and in the twin cities at all you know hans or hansi lofgren um you know just a, a legend in the in the beer industry and beer world uh, he uh he left us all this morning and uh the, the community is going to be uh, much, uh, it's, it's going to be tough. I don't even, I can't put words to it, Mark. He's, uh, yeah, a, it's, uh, a, a great guy and a, and a good dad and, and it's sucks. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's been a tough day. I mean, you know, it, it started out as a great day. I, I jumped on a plane and came to Denver to come to the great American beer fest and, and the Denver rare beer tasting and, uh, not long after I got to the Denver Beer Tasting, I got the news. And, you know, Han, not only is an industry icon, a legend, um, you know, for me, he, he was a mentor. Uh, when I was just getting into the industry, I was, I was pretty young at the time. You know, I was only 23, 24 when I was really getting in and, and becoming the beer buyer first gram and some of that. And he, he always treated me like an adult. He always spoke to me like, an adult. He didn't treat me as a kid who was just 
working in a liquor store like I really was. And, uh, you know, it, that was just the beginning of, of building a, a relationship that, I, I mean, hard to put into words, you know. He, he was just so important to so many people in the beer industry and, and obviously myself. Uh, specifically, it, it, it's a really tough day. There's, there's been a lot of tears shed out here in, in Denver, and, um, you know, I think there's going to be a lot more shed this week. But the one thing I think we all have to remember is that ponds would be torn apart if, if we were all as somber as we are right now. We all need to raise a glass, enjoy our favorite beer, and, and toast to Hans because that, that's what he would truly want, you know. He'd want us to celebrate his life, not be sad about it. Yeah, you know, I, I can say that, you know, I probably haven't known Hans as, as long as you did. Um, you know, only five, six, seven years maybe. But, um, you know, and we often didn't see eye to eye on things. Him being on the distributor side of things and, and me being very vocal on uh, consumer issues and Sunday sales and things. But he always you know, treated me like a, a gentleman and, uh, you know, was always... Well, well, I think it's, I think it's because, you know, uh, he respected your opinion, right? And, and you respected his opinion. You don't have to necessarily agree to respect each other. And I think that's a big thing that's being lost in, in the world right now with whether it's politics or anything going on, uh, we don't have to always agree with each other, but let's just respect each other's opinions, you know? Yeah. And, and that's something that Hans always did. He didn't necessarily agree with everybody's opinion, and he had his own opinions, but he always respected everybody's opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think- know, that kind of old-school mentality where you don't have to agree with everybody, but, but you can respect the fact that they have their opinion. Yeah, and you're not going to agree with everybody, and, and maybe that's, um, you know, a lesson to take away with it is that... Uh, you know, he, he was the ultimate salesman, and uh, it didn't matter if, if right. you know, where you were from or what you did or, or how you believed, uh, you know, he'd, he'd have a beer with you, and he'd, and he'd sell you one, too. So. Uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, I mean, he's, he's kind of a, one of the last guard of, of the people that understand that relationships are really what built this business, you know. It's, it's, yes, good beer and good marketing and all that stuff is a factor, but... At the end of the day, your relationships are everything, and the way you treat people, and and it should be the way you expect to be treated. And if that works out, it, everything should fall into place, you know. But but it all comes down to respecting each other, and and uh, yeah, it, it's just it's just a brutal day to, to lose such an icon. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. We kind of threw this together last minute. I was kind of, you know. We're, I think we're going to replay some of the uh, the interview with Hans last year at uh, the the state fair. Uh, depending on on how I feel after we hang up, I might see if I can get uh, a few other folks on the phone. Do you have any uh, any good Hansy stories that you remember from from hanging out with Hans? Oh my goodness! I mean, too many to name. Something probably can't be spoke about, but uh, <laughs> I, I think really, truly, the the thing that I remember the most about Hansy and and, and this just goes back to when I was still just a pup in the industry. I was 23, 24 years old, something like that. Just took over being the beer buyer. Hans was the, like the Red Book Whitmer guy, the Red Book guy. And uh, he came in and he just talked to me like I was an adult, which 
when you're 24 years old and, and as immature as I am as at my age now, you know how I was at 24, uh, you know, I, there wasn't a lot of people that spoke to me that way. And the respect and, and the, the desire to build a relationship is, is what I'll always remember about him. He, he's an old school St. Paul guy built on relationships, family values, and, and treating people the way you want to be treated. And that's what I'll always remember because growing up in North Dakota, it was that kind of the way I grew up, you know? And so to meet someone like Hans, that was so much like my, you know, friends and family that I grew up with my whole life. It was just, it, it was like just adding another member to the family, you know? Yeah. You know, I never, never heard anybody speak a, a bad word about the guy, whether, you know, you worked with him, uh, used to work with him or were working against him. Um, you know, I, I, I can't think of one time I ever heard anybody say uh, a bad word about Hanzi. No, I mean, what 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 they're saying, you know? Yeah. When somebody's that when somebody's that awesome, there's not a whole lot bad to say. But I mean, in it, 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 it should it should really be, it should really tell people that hey, at the end of the day, if you do nothing else with the rest of your life, treat people amazing because. That's the way you're going to be remembered, you know. Yeah, yeah. I know sure. that I personally need to probably uh, take a lesson from that, you know. Well, I, I, you know, nobody's perfect, but uh, you know. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying he he was one of the most likable guys you're ever going to meet, and yeah. cared so much, and so was so passionate about the craft beer industry and the people that were, that make the craft beer industry what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, let's, uh, we'll let you get back to GABF there, Mark, but uh, I wanted to thank you for, uh, for calling in and help us introduce this, uh, kind of special thing. We'll do it as kind of a standalone show. I'm yeah. not sure if, uh, you know, I'm going to finish this, uh, this beer and, uh, reflect on things a little bit in the, in the hole that, that Hansi left here and we'll see if we have some more folks call in or not. But, uh, thanks for calling and, uh, and introducing us. Yeah, absolutely, this, man. This I, uh, thanks for letting me be a part of it. Uh, Hansi was just such a, important part of my professional career that uh, it's been a tough day but uh, I'm really happy that I got to be a part of the show so thank you so much alright buddy we'll talk to you later enjoy the ABS yeah love you guys bye right, take care Back to the Minnesota Beer Cast live on Twin Cities News Talk AM 11:30. We are out at the Great Minnesota Get Together, having a wonderful, wonderful time. Thanks to everybody for hanging out around the booth, and thanks to all our guests for coming on the show this evening. Always a fun. I don't want you know, I don't want the fair to end. <laughs> I want to keep doing it, this. This it's, is so much fun. It's going to live on forever in your heart, Andrew. Yeah, it's it, you know when the fair is in you. It's you're always at. I've the got fair. a lot of the fair in me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm, getting, I'm getting pretty full of the fair. Between the hot mosas, the tot boss, uh, I'm gonna go get the, uh, the 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 potatoes on a stick later. I'm I'm gonna have a lot of the fair in me by the time this is all done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we are joined by Hansi Lofgren from Original Gravity. How you doing, Hansi? Doing great. So for those that aren't aware, what is what is Original Gravity and and what do you do there? 
So Original Gravity is actually a uh, group of uh, distributors around the Twin Cities Metro and some a uh, uh, little bit out state up to Brainerd and into um, Bemidji area. Uh, we're four wholesalers that uh, got together about seven years ago and created a craft division within all of our distributorships and uh, uh, basically uh, started trying to grow craft beer in Minnesota through... Uh, how long, how long ago did you did you do that? Did you start, guys start? It was up? seven years ago in March. Yeah. Well, you've done a good job. Well, thank you. The craft beer <laughs> industry has grown tremendously in that seven years. Well, and you know, and the great thing is there was plenty of decent distributors around. They were doing some really good stuff. Uh, you know, one of our competitors, Holensteins, has always been a great, um, you know, supporter of craft beer and and they're they're friends and we're competitors, but we're friendly competitors and you know. And, you know, and that's been, and I've said this from when we started the show, and we're nearing our 100th episode, by the way. Yeah, this is uh, number 98. Yeah, we're two episodes wow. away from uh, BeerCast number 100. Can I come back for 100? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think we're, we're, what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to set up a party mm. uh, to celebrate our 100th episode and do it live. So we'll talk to you about that when we get off the air. Um, but what I love about the craft beer industry is that sense of friendly competition, for lack of a better term. Uh, everybody understands, you know, you're competing with one another, but also, everybody also seems to understand that the better this uh, this tap room or this brew pub does, the better the industry does. Correct. That 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 success, you know, of I don't know Badger Hill, just to pick a name out of thin air, uh, isn't isn't necessarily coming at the expense of LTD, uh, right. for example. You know, and that it, it lifts the entire industry uh, when, when each individual brewer and tap room does better. Exactly, and you know. Um, thank you for mentioning Badger Hill. That's one of our brands, and actually, they uh, they just they just got uh, selected to uh, brew the Arrogant Bastard. Oh, well, I was there for the release uh, of that. That was fantastic. Yeah, and I can tell you, as a distributor that drank that beer for seven years, yeah, <laughs> and right? even before that, uh, they did a outstanding yeah, job. Yeah, it was really, really well done. I was there on, what was it, Tuesday when they released yep, it? Tuesday, yep. yeah, it was really good. Yeah, yeah. And, and we had them on talking uh, about the beer a couple weeks ago. If you want to listen to that show, go back in the archives at yeah. MinnesotaBeerCast.com. Three, three or four weeks it. ago. One of the things that I think is, is really worth talking about, Hansi, is, is the transition from you know domestic beer to, to craft beer here at the fair. We mentioned earlier that the, uh, the Ballpark Cafe is in the, the quote-unquote million-dollar club now here at the State Fair. Uh, and and I think really a lot of that is due in part to to selling craft beer. I mean, they're they're one of the the spots to to get craft beer here out at the fair, right? Yeah, and you know, and I think a lot of it, it it comes down to you know being partners with your customers. And you know, from our standpoint, I knew Danny and his brother David from when they opened that place, and you know they were a partner of mine with a different distributor, JJ Taylor, when I worked for those guys. And then when I moved over to Capital Beverage and started this, you know, started the original Gravity Division, uh, we were all still maintain that friendship. And the, and the big thing was we talked about how do you grow your business? How do you? And our biggest thing is to be consultants and try to help mm-hmm. our, our our business partners grow. And uh, you know, to see where they've gone from where they started and to be there. But there's just there's so many things that come to it. It's not just creating a mini donut beer, which we did do that. Sure. Uh, it's not even just creating that craft beer window, which I talked to Andrew a little bit about. And if we got time, I'll kind of expand on that. But the bigger thing is it's talking about how you take the craft beer and you create a food 
that works with it. And their food over there is great. The garlic fries oh, go man. with every craft beer. Right? And I mean, the craft beer lovers just love it. And those those ribs that they did, nut, beer battered onion rings with Day Tripper as a base beer. You know, there's a lot of things they've done over there that have really helped everybody on the grounds. And when you guys talked about seeing it grow more and more out here, it's really been a big piece to it. Mm-hmm. Does, does that really translate to, to the marketplace in general, or are we just seeing kind of the microcosm here at, at the Minnesota State Fair? No, I, I, I think it's really a big piece to it. You know, I, I think of some of our better accounts outside of the grounds, and, you know, we talk constantly about, you know, it's not just to have, let's have a beer dinner. No, it's about how do we pair your menu with our beers? How do we help your 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 staff behind the bar, your staff out on the floor? How do they talk about the beer and how the experience can be better with their food or how can their experience be better if they are just coming in with a beer? How do you educate them about the beers that we carry and make sure they're passing that on to the customer? You've been uh, intimately involved in the craft beer on the business end of, of the craft beer explosion now, seven years. Um, real quick before we run out of time, how have you seen the explosion of craft beer impact the business model of the macros of the big giant national brands. Has there been a, a an impact on them? Have they had to sort of change the way they do things because of the surge of interest in craft beers? Um, you know, I think so, but I also think that you know one of the things that they've that I've seen at least on our own domestic side of things is is they still got to remember they got a regular customer that doesn't care about craft beer mm-hmm. right? and yeah. so they need to make sure they keep that market and i think that's actually helped uh you know some of the brands in our house that are really on that that macro side of things you know our budweiser is actually growing this year and it's because of the fact that i think there are people that you know they had that ad that really made a lot of people in the craft brewing industry mad but at the end of the day i think it made a lot of people really happy yeah. that drink that beer that said, hey, you're standing up for us finally. So, you know, there's things they're doing like that, and, you know, I get it. And at the end of the day, my side of it is craft, and, you know, I'm going to try to grow our craft, but I'm also going to understand what that drinker wants. Very good. Thank you for uh, stopping by the booth. You yeah. bet. Really enjoy the conversation. Let's get you back on the show again real soon. Oh, you okay? bet. Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime. Right. Anytime.